All right, welcome back to the show. This is Brad, and today is a special interview on the show where you are going to wish you had a notebook and pen out. So if you're driving in the car listening to this, you're going to want to uh, listen again because I can already tell you that we're going to have a lot of things you're going to want to write down and try to implement later. But the good news is you're not going to have to uh, take notes because I am going to provide you a cheat sheet at the end of this uh, interview. But that being said, if you are actively trying to get traffic and promote a product, a service, an offering of any type, then you're going to want to pay close attention because I've got a couple guests on the show today who are going to talk about a very innovative and effective way that they're using YouTube for themselves and with their clients to uh, create just really relevant, high converting and massive amounts of traffic for cheap. Now, I've been in the world of digital marketing for, I guess, 11 years now. I've had a lot of experts on YouTube marketing and I've talked to a lot of people here on the show uh, and these guys are doing something that is unique and innovative and different uh, and I haven't heard about it. And if I haven't heard about it, there's a good chance you guys haven't heard about it and they have agreed to pull back the curtain and reveal everything they're doing in a way that if you have any degree of uh, proficiency in YouTube, you can probably pull this off as well. And if not, they actually do offer a service, a done-for-you service where they're working with people. And at the end of this episode, I'll explain not only how you may be able to work with them, but what they're going to be doing as a very special listener of Bacon Wrap Business. So if you're ready to dive into the, um, the, this innovative world of YouTube marketing, we're going to get going. I'm going to introduce you here to Tristan Goodwin and Aaron Biblo. Now, I met these two fellas. I met Aaron uh, a couple years ago, I want to say, when I was speaking at a mastermind and we hit it off. We kept on talking and we spent a lot of time together and I've always been really impressed with his, uh, with his marketing uh, strategies and his, his understanding of how to go find these gaps in the marketplace and, and um, seize them. And he recently told me about this partnership that he's got with Tristan, who is just an absolute genius in understanding the YouTube algorithm and marketing and how to make it work uh, better than most people have been able to figure it out just by throwing videos randomly up on YouTube, which I admit is what I've done. And so we have spent the past hour offline, not recorded, going into detail about uh, what this is just to make sure that it's as innovative as I thought. And guys, it is. So without any further ado, I want you to to introduce you to Aaron and Tristan. Guys, welcome to Bacon Wrap Business. Hey guys, thanks so much for having us. I really appreciate being on the show. That's Aaron and Tristan. You want to say hi to everybody? Hi everybody. Um, I don't talk too much. I'm the resident nerd, so I just kind of sit here and, and smile and nod. So Nice. Uh, he, hi. He's my ninja nerd. NinjaNerd.com. I like that. <laughs> I wonder if that actually exists. If not, that's a pretty good URL. All right. So before we dive into the exact strategy, give me a quick background on both of y'all's um, ex- kind of general marketing and business entrepreneurial experience. Like what's, where'd you guys come from? Sure. Uh, I'll start first. So again, I'm Aaron. Uh, I've been in the online d- digital marketing world for geez, seven years now. Got my start working for another agency and built up a nice client list. And uh, that was going spectacularly up until the company I was working with decided not to honor the commitments I made to my clients. So 
I said, this is never going to happen again. Uh, helped them all get out of their contracts. And then one of them approached me and said, hey, we still want to work with you. You put us first. Uh, how can we get started? And then launched my own company. And since then, it's always been clients first and uh, kind of serving them in whatever way was necessary. So uh, mostly been doing search engine optimization and then sort of through that learned that video is the way to go and um, then found Tristan and Tristan is the video ninja and I've never met anyone that can I guess persuade YouTube to do what we want it to better than he can so and then Tristan you have quite the story as well um, yeah so I I guess I got my start back when I was about 15 or 16 I uh, wanted to be a professional skateboarder and nobody would sponsor me. And so I started my own business building custom skateboards and I sponsored myself. And it's kind of been that same story repeated ever since. Um, I really got my biggest start uh, back in about 2009. Uh, I started a little translation agency. I needed work and nobody out where I was living was hiring translators. So uh, I started freelancing, uh, grew that into a little business, started hiring other translators to work with me. And uh, by the time I closed shop in 2015, then I had 600 translators on staff. We worked in about 19 and a half different languages. It depends on whether or not you count Catalan as a full language. Um, I'm fluent in English and Spanish, lived in Argentina for a couple of years, and uh, started doing YouTube videos just to kind of help some of my colleagues with uh, like their websites and help them with you know, just some of the things that I had learned from you know, going from being a freelancer to an agency owner. And it kind of grew. I started messing around more with, week, or with YouTube, trying to figure out how to you know, expand my reach. And we ended up shutting down the uh, agency in the beginning of 2016. I was going to take a year off to study SEO full time and, and see what I could do with this. And the idea was just to take a year off and then go back. And I never went back. So uh, still doing this. Love it. Love it. Well, let's jump in to why we're here. Let's talk about YouTube marketing. And a lot of people out there have a, like, like me, have a kind of cursory understanding, you know, YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world and it's a place to get found and there's a million ways to do it. And they, people have heard about optimizing their video, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not what we're gonna talk about. You guys have a really cool structured way that you almost treat YouTube as a, as a marketing funnel and you do it in a way that, um, that really plays with the YouTube algorithm so that you don't get penalized. In fact, it's the quite the opposite. But let's talk about, I guess we should probably start about what are some of the misconceptions and some of the ways that people typically do YouTube, why that's wrong and what YouTube is really looking for right now. Okay, I guess that's a question for me. Um, so either I guess- one, Either one of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess one of the biggest misconceptions is that everybody's trying to um, you know, upload these videos and, you know, they're expecting things to just kind of explode, right? Uh, or they'll take kind of like the same general SEO approach to it where you think, okay, I really need to focus on the tags that I'm using. I need to focus on, you know, like building backlinks and embeds and things like that to get my videos to rank. And well, that helps with Google. Um, it doesn't really help with the internal recommendation system that we have within YouTube that we can take advantage of. So I think that's one of the first things is just really trying to use that system to get the organic traffic that's already there and that Google, you know, who owns YouTube, that Google wants people to stay on the platform. They want people to watch more videos and you're making that easier for them because you're giving them videos that people are going to watch. Uh, the other thing that I think a lot of people kind of goof up 
is that they try to send people off of every single video to a landing page. They try to send, you know, send you to uh, an email thing or to purchase something or whatever. And well, that the problem with doing that is that uh, Google or YouTube will actually start to penalize those videos for something called a session end. Because YouTube's goal, what they want, is people to spend as much time on YouTube as possible to watch as many videos as possible, so they see as many ads as possible, so they make as much money as possible. And so when you have a video that's directly intending to send people off of the platform, then it kind of cuts that, that system, it cuts that flow that they're trying to create, and then they'll stop promoting it as much. In fact, it's, there's even um, parts within the terms of service of YouTube that say that if you create videos specifically designed to send people off of the platform, then they can actually penalize the channel. You might even have the entire channel taken down. Um, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And I've seen a lot of people get channels taken down, and YouTube's get you know videos get penalized. And uh, I, I think a lot of people don't really understand why it works, how it works like that. But understanding that you know what's in it for YouTube is they want people to stay on there. They want them to watch and view ads. So the more you direct people off, the uh, worse that'll be. So your way around that is what let's I mean let's kind of you know before we go into the way around it I like talking about results that people get so you guys sent me a, in a, a document here about some of the you know recent results you have had some clients have had etc let's kind of talk about what doing the strategy that we're about to outline can get people using you know the process you use so you talk about like people who sell courses and consulting what was your example on that? The Tristan, do you want to talk or Aaron? So, sorry, I was muted. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for a new course launch, um, in as little as 65 days, we had no list. And from no ad spend, we ended up generating 9,000 views of the course. We got 350 email signups. Uh, that led to 104 course sales, 25 consultation gigs, uh, a lot of free burritos for Tristan because he's a, he's a sucker for burritos. So... <laughs> If you want help, that's one way. And then that actually even led to a contract with uh, the country of Dominica. And we can't really talk too much more about that. But um, yeah, just YouTube is such a powerful program or a powerful, has a powerful algorithm when you take advantage of it properly. That's fantastic. Can you talk about like a, a, there was a brick company, a brick factory that you, that you guys work with? Tristan, I'll let you take that one. Uh, yeah, so we have one client that literally sells bricks online, and uh, we're kind of using the same process. We have, you know, YouTube videos promoting it. We're sending people back to, you know, to their website and everything, and uh, we've been able to do. Uh, last year we did seven hundred thousand in leads for them, and the goal for this year is a million. Right now we're sitting at forty-seven thousand in leads since uh, over the last two weeks. So what do you mean? Okay, so obviously you didn't get 700,000 leads, but you said 700,000 in leads. So $700,000 worth of leads, is that based upon how much they're used to, like how, where does that number come from? That So I actually had the client send me um, all of the, the total for the quotes that they actually send back for every one of the leads that they, uh, that they receive. Oh, and so nice. the total of that was about 700,000. Oh, um, perfect. Okay, so the leads that came in, the quotes they sent out, et cetera. Hmm was yeah for about $700,000 in business. That's fantastic. I, I love that. And a lot of what you guys are doing, uh, you, you, you do utilize advertising, but it's not all about YouTube ads, correct? You guys, you, and I'm, I, I want to dive right now into the, the heart of this, but I want people to understand that, yeah, you can, there's organic YouTube, there's 
paid YouTube and there's a combination. And you guys are using paid YouTube ads really to goose the effectiveness of the of the organic ads and put them to work in what you guys call a flywheel. And I want to kind of dive now into what makes this work. So this is for all my listeners. This is where we get into the kind of the, the meat of this. Um, and if you want to use an example, uh, I'll give you an example, uh, an example to use, which I, I love doing this for very selfish reasons. And then mentioned my wife is a mortgage officer, right? She, she helps people get home loans and do mortgages and, and whatnot. And she does a lot of video marketing. She'll put them on Facebook. She'll throw occasionally some stuff up on you on YouTube. But I just wanted to allow you to use her as an example, if you want, to uh, as you're illustrating uh, the things that somebody should be doing to implement this flywheel strategy. For sure. So just to kind of reiterate. YouTube likes it when people stay on YouTube. So yes, we use ads, but the majority of what we use is continuing to get people to watch our videos that builds this flywheel effect. And we harness what's called the recommended videos. And those show up in a couple different areas, both when you first log on to YouTube, those browse videos that show up, um, the videos that show up at the end of a video, autoplay and then of course the videos either further down when you scroll in uh, mobile or off to the side when you're on desktop so if we can optimize things and target the videos properly we can keep putting our clients videos in front of their ideal prospects using the youtube algorithm to figure it out and it has a neural network uh, that learns way more effectively than almost any other algorithm on the internet because of course it's from google mm -hmm. and um so using, for example, uh, the mortgage broker example, what we would do is we'd set up a, almost a video funnel. So there's, of course, the top of the funnel videos and then the middle of the funnel, and then if you have your conversion at the end. But unlike a lot of other people that are using sort of video sequences on YouTube, we isolate each step from each other so that it doesn't interfere with how the algorithm treats the majority of the funnel. So um, in this case, so for example, we'd want to try and set up some entry videos into our funnel. And that would be trying to talk about topics like that are really related to someone's problems, someone's pain points and stuff like they're, they're actively going to go and search uh, on YouTube or Google. And being that YouTube and Google are linked, we can pull data from both and get them to show up in both areas. So for example, doing, I know that she just put out a video on, on VA loans. Yep. That'd be a great place to start. Um, like different mortgage rates, why use a mortgage broker? Those are all common questions that someone would type into Google and type right. into YouTube, right? Because mm -hmm. you go to YouTube to learn things. Yes. So we'll create a series of what we call those entry videos that are designed to introduce someone and show some value. Uh, from there, we end up creating a series of what we call our flywheel videos. And they're meant to be bingeable content that someone can take action on and move the needle and get a result. And from there, we create this momentum where YouTube sees that they're watching uh, our clients' videos and they keep recommending them because it keep, they keep staying on YouTube. So we end up generating what we call the flywheel effect. Uh, from there, in order to actually convert them into a paying customer, we have exit videos. And those are separately isolated from the other videos um, because when you cause someone to leave YouTube, you get penalized as we talked a little bit about earlier. So they're called our sacrificial exit videos. 
uh, and those will be hard linked at, at strategic points inside of the uh, inside of the flywheel, so that it doesn't disturb the the natural recommendations that happen. Beautiful. Okay. So, and an example, like you would say, is uh, like somebody might be looking for, uh, you know how to qualify for a mortgage loan or, you know, first time home buyer mortgage, something of that nature, something broad, something that they would type in, they're watching it. And instead of like most people do, I'm just reiterating what you said here, just to sure. lock it in. So instead of saying, and come to my website, kenyacosta.com to, to apply for a loan on that video, I'm going to say at the end of that, uh, and if you want to know more, like what are the, you know, what fees you should expect and which fees you should negotiate on uh, in this process, here's another video that you can watch right now, right? So I'm going to send them to the second video. So if they're staying on YouTube, so YouTube will like that because I'm not kicking them off. And the more somebody stays on YouTube, you know, the more money YouTube potentially makes with ads. Exactly. So now that, now that second video, which is talking about, maybe it's a little bit more specific, and it's saying, okay, as a first-time home buyer, you're going to come across a whole bunch of different mortgage fees, and here's an example of all of them, blah, 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 blah. At this point, correct me if I'm wrong, I still don't necessarily want to send them off to my website, right? I want to send them to that call to action video. So even before that, uh, ideally you want them to watch somewhere in the realm of, it depends on the offer and the size of the offer, yeah. and of course the familiarity you need to build with them. Um, actually a good example from that Ryan Dice talked about is that you don't ask someone to marry you after the first date. Right. So you kind of want to go on a couple of dates first and then escalate things a little bit further and then escalate things a little bit further. So from that entry video, you want them to watch that first flywheel video. Then maybe you take them to the next thing, like the 10 things that you may need to make sure that you don't do uh, when looking at your house. So stuff that could add value um, that's either directly related to your service or something that's complementary. Um, and then you get them to watch three or four videos. And then at the end of that sequence, then you'll say, hey, uh, I hope you had, a, I hope you got a lot of value out of watching the videos that you've watched so far. If you'd like to work together, uh, jump over to this video and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about how we can do that. And then that separate video is hard linked into the video we just watched and they'll go there and it'll explain the offer. And then from there you direct them onto the website or the order page or some sort of lead capture. Nice. Now on those second videos, uh, it, well, first or second videos, like if, and I'll, and I'll continue to use my wife as an example here. Would you ever recommend maybe in the, um, in the video itself, put like, you know, when you're, when, this is when you're editing the video, not a YouTube feature that you might put their web, just put their website on there, like kenyacosta.com or something of that nature to where they can see it and open up a new tab and click on it. And I'm, I'm sorry, and type that in. Uh, or would you even totally leave that off? It really depends on who you're serving. Um, okay. Again, if it's a, if it's a high ticket offer, uh, we'd probably just leave that completely off because you haven't built enough familiarity. If it's something where you're responding to some sort of emergency service, like for example, someone really needs a loan right now and they've just decided off the first video that they want it because there's always those people that'll come along and they're like, give me, give it to me now, please. Um, it could work and we'll, we'll test to see if it works. Okay, cool. So it's probably less it's probably a less risky, less egregious thing to kind of put it off on there as opposed to like clicking off. Love that. Definitely. The, awesome. So, and to kind of, kind of, to, uh, I always like to kind of resum these up. 
create the broader entry point videos, send those to content videos and those content videos. Like when you say it's a sacrificial video, it's a call to action. You're not trying to rank that one. You're just trying to get people to take action on there. I love that. The, if, if I'm just starting off, like if I don't have a big YouTube channel, if I don't have a lot going on and I want to start from scratch and let's say, let's say it's her, her channel or anybody else's channel. Are you, are you using ads first to test and goose those, those videos early on just to kind of get, get the momentum going? And then how yeah. are you using remarketing? So yeah, we'll, we will occasionally use ads. Um, they're really, really great because it gives you a chance to kind of test things. So you can test like thumbnails, impressions, and click-through rates and things like that. So, I mean, you can get, you know, thousands of impressions within the first five minutes and that's just really great data. Um, sometimes you don't necessarily need them. Sometimes a video will just rank, uh, depending on the competition for the keyword and how well optimized that competition is. But, uh, yeah, typically what we'll do is we'll start off by running some ads to the video and then, uh, using that, like I said, to test, to evaluate. And then as that video starts to gain watch time, as it starts to gain engagements, then uh, we'll start to pull back on those ads because they're going to be generating that traffic organically. We don't have to pay for it. Um, as far as retargeting, remarketing, then what's really cool about this is we can actually then retarget somebody who's watched that video. So for example, if we have an ad, you know, about a specific type of loan, right? Then uh, somebody searches for that keyword in, in YouTube and then we can have that person watch that video. And when they watch the video, then we can then follow them, you know, across different Google properties. So if they watch our video and then they go to Google and they look for something similar for any other keyword that we want to target, we can actually show up in front of that person again. And since, They've already watched our video and we can even set it so that way they only, uh, they only see our ads, for example, if they watch 30 seconds of the video or a minute of the video or a certain percentage. Mm -hmm. uh, so that way that lead is then going to be significantly warmer than if it was just a cold click. And so by doing that, um, our conversion rates are significantly higher. And since we're actually feeding uh, the ad robots, the list of people that we want to target and when we want to target them, then our ad, our uh, cost per clicks are actually significantly lower as well. So How significantly uh, or do you typically see? Uh, typically about 60%. Uh, That's amazing. Seen, yeah, we've seen significantly lower than that too. So, Wow. So uh, I've, got a, I've got a buddy of mine um, who is a big affiliate marketer, for instance, and the only thing he's doing or they're doing, they're doing like normal, just like Google. Uh, their, their whole strategy is do like branded Google search terms for you know that product and then they're taking them to a basic review page and then if the person buys the the product using their affiliate link cool and if not they're just retargeting them across google and facebook right like that's really all they're doing but i mean their primary entry source of traffic is just google ppc so in this case what he could do is he could take the same brand name product and go create some YouTube videos like product name review and product name versus other product name and just create a handful of videos that might get some good traffic on YouTube. And number one, whatever or whoever watches those, and he could even run YouTube ads to those, right? To, to boost up the, uh, the volume of people watching it. And if 5,000 people watch that YouTube video about that product name, then they don't take action, but then they go over to Google tomorrow and then they type that product name into Google as they would have normally. And they see his ad, the same ad that everybody else sees who does it for the first time. The ones who've already watched that video 
they he has a potential to get like 60% or more cheaper cost per click on those Google ads. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That's exactly it. Um, one example, you know, talking about affiliate stuff is I sell, I do a little bit of affiliate stuff with YouTube. I sell um, gaming computers, right? right? And so you'll see a lot of like really, really expensive keywords, you know, if you want to go just straight PPC for that kind of uh, a product, right? But we're able to get that same 5,000 views on YouTube. Usually we can, that would cost me about $50 as compared to, you know, the $15, $20 per click that you'd be spending with just the, the normal Google traffic. So you're able to get a lot more traffic at a lot lower price. And then, you know, it's just makes the entire process a lot easier and faster. So yeah, it's, it definitely works for that. Beautiful. I love that. That is super powerful. Um, and I know some people who, myself included, who will love putting that strategy into place. Uh, let's talk about some of the other things that really matter. So I know that the general YouTube optimization matters from what, I mean, what you titled the video and the thumbnail, would you say that those are two of the, of the most critical things? Cause you know, you got to get somebody to click on it. Title and thumbnail, is that where it really all starts? Yeah, that's definitely number one. And that's one of the reasons that we'll do some of that paid traffic in the beginning, because we want to see how people interact with the title, with the thumbnail. And okay. so, you know, we're looking for, you know, a certain uh, click through rate with the thumbnail. We're looking for certain engagement rates. Um, but yeah, so like if you want to get into the really nitty gritty of it, like, um, like the actual white paper that YouTube released a couple years ago, and just to give you an idea of how much fun it is to read this thing, the title of it is Deep Neural Networks for uh, YouTube Recommendations. It's eight pages long, and no joke, it took me three days to read it. Huh. Um, it's, it's not an easy read. And you're a ninja nerd. Yeah, I, I do this stuff for a living, and like it's kind of fun to watch. You see like all the other... Uh, big YouTube optimization names out there, right? When this thing first came out, even they're like, okay, <laughs> I had to like go and hire a consultant to explain these different things to me because like there's just some really crazy stuff in there. But um, the basically what this entire paper says is that um, when YouTube shows a recommendation for a video, then what they're doing is they are looking at a person's search history, they're looking at their watch history, and they're looking at their demographics. So that's why you typically won't see videos, even if it's a really popular video about a subject that you watch a lot of on YouTube, um, you're probably not gonna see a video in Spanish or German or Chinese or something like that, simply because it's not within your demographics. Okay. But what they're doing is they're looking to see how people who have similar demographics and similar history as you interact with different videos. And that engagement, that interaction is then translated into a score. So, um, the higher that score is, then the higher it's going to appear as a recommendation. And that's kind of the nitty gritty of it, right? Um, and then that score is going to be based off of the uh, click-through rate with or per impression. And then it's also going to be tied to the number of minutes watched. So YouTube's entire goal, in fact, I can even just read it here off of the uh, paper if you prefer, if I can find it again, because this thing is... Um, but basically what they're trying to do Oh, here it is. It says, our goal is to predict expected watch time given trending examples that are either positive, which means the video impression was clicked, or negative, where the impression was not clicked. Um, uh, where'd it go? And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to uh, generate as many, watch, as many minutes of watch time as possible per impression. And so the higher uh, that number is, like I said, the higher you're going to rank, and that's primarily going to be based off of, or at least initially based, off of the click-through rates 
and um, you know that's that's your thumbnail that's your titles and that's like the first 30 seconds of your video okay so, yeah those are those are kind of key uh, in, in order for all of this to work um, a lot of a lot of people some might uh, people in my field highly recommend that you spend as much time working on your thumbnail and your titles you do on the video itself so. let me ask you about thumbnails on the thumbnail, so uh, there's a, a woman that I follow on like qualitatively how to do this stuff, Sunny Leonarduzzi. I don't know if you know who Sunny is, mm -hmm. but um, and one of the things that she talks about is always having like a, um, and, and by the way, I, I don't think any of this works for everything because I think it all depends, but her one of her recommendations for best click-through rate is always having a face in the thumbnail and, uh, you know, the words and a face, sometimes like kind of a, uh, an expressive face. Do you uh, subscribe to any general templates like that? Like, or I think I read in one of the guides that you put out something about take, just go in and take a look at what everybody else is doing for that. Key like if it's uh, more marketing automation, if that's, my, if that's my keyword that I'm searching for, who are the top 10 people who are ranking for that and what thumbnails are they using and then use one that you think will stand out. But do you have any general guidelines for thumbnail optimization on style? So I'm not a designer and you don't want like any of my opinions as far as designing stuff. But what I would recommend is, um, yeah, definitely take a look and see what, what's being done right now and then look for ways that you can improve upon that. Um, a lot of times like for a product review, we'll have a picture of the product in there instead of just, you know, a person's face because really we're trying to um, almost tell the, the viewer what's going on in the video, what's going to happen in the video and do that visually because that's going to be the first thing that they see. And we only have a second to communicate that information to them. Right. And so, I guess if it's, if it's a personal brand and people, I'm trying to build my reputation of, Hey, li come listen to Brad talk about, you know, wax poetic. I'm going to put my face in there. But if I, yeah, if I'm advertising a, you know, a, 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 pro a physical product, a greens drink or something like that, I'm going to put that in there. Right. So you want it to be as congruent and relevant as possible while still eye popping. Yeah, and there are things that you can do with the image itself. So adding like a, um, you know, a border to the image or, you know, uh, adding text to it, just something to make it a little bit more visually attractive and that calls people's attention, that's going to be a big help. Yep. Okay, perfect. The um, cards, uh, cards, ex what, 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 exit screens, end, end screen notations, et cetera, what's, a, what's some best practices on those? Um, for your cards, then one of the things that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to look at your average retention time for the video itself. Okay. And that's something you can find in your analytics. And so uh, what you want to do with your card is you want to kind of put that next card or put a card to the next video or to a similar video, something else that's going to be relevant to the viewer of that video. You want to put that about 10, 15 seconds before that average drop-off takes place. And so what will happen is, you know, um, somebody will be watching the video and they'll they're thinking to themselves, okay, I'm getting kind of bored with this. I'm ready to look at something else. Then that card pops up and then they go, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. I want to check that out too. And then they click over and then they watch that video instead of, you know, just leaving your channel altogether. So you're able to extend, it's called a session time. You're able to extend the session time of the viewer on your channel. You're generating more views and those, you know, that increased view uh, view time is also going to improve the uh, estimated minutes watched, which comes from the click or from the impression. And so the, you, uh, the YouTube robots see that they go, Oh, so somebody clicks on this video and then they click on this video and then they click on this video because of the, uh, 
you know, the funnel that you're setting up with the cards and with your end screens. And that way, that first video, that one that's starting the session is going to get promoted even more. I love that. And y'all, how important are the number of comments and engagement on the video like that to the, um, to the, uh, to the effectiveness of that video? Are comments a real, still a big point in the algorithm? Um, so as far as like just straight up ranking, not really. Um, it does help. But um, the nice thing about comments is that when you have people interacting with the video, you can go back and you can continue to interact with those commenters, right? So if somebody comments on your video, then you can go and you can reply to that comment. And then in order to see what, you know, what you replied to their, you know, to whatever they posted, they have to come back to that video. And then that's actually adding ah. more watch time to it. And um, one of the things that you can see when you look at your retention time, is sometimes you'll see like little spikes, right? Uh, in the middle of the video. Okay. And what that means is that somebody's going back and watching that segment again, and it's happening quite a bit. And so Google really likes it when that happens. Like YouTube loves it when that happens, because that means that you have a highly engaging video and people are literally coming back and watching the video again. And that's just a very, very strong, very, very positive signal. And so again, you're just going to pop up and rank even higher and you're going to get suggested even more. I love it. We have, I actually have one example of that where we took a channel that had 300 subscribers, 200 subscribers at the time. And we had a video that was, that had that little pop, you know, we had people coming back and watching it again. And so we go, Hey, let's take advantage of this. We have a new video coming out. We're going to put a card like right after that spot and uh, we're going to promote this new video. And so that first video was already doing pretty good. It had like 50,000 views on it. So the second video, when we did that, we kind of repeated that same process. You know, we kind of repeated the things that would cause that, that spike. Um, when we uploaded that video, within the first week, it had 100,000 views. We're like, wow, this is really cool. And yeah. it's because we're just seeing those spikes uh, happening over and over again. And so that's been up for about a year. And we're going to be hitting 2 million views on it uh, next week. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So it, it definitely works. And that was a, a five-minute tutorial in a video game. So no way with all kinds of fun stuff. Oh yeah, man. It's not even a popular video game. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love it when this stuff really works and you guys have kind of figured out the, um, this algorithm in a way that it's, it's, it's simple. It's not necessarily easy, but it's relatively simple to understand. And that's one of the things I really liked about this. At the same time, it looks like it can be kind of complex if you're a busy business owner, entrepreneur, et cetera, trying to do all of this stuff, do your Facebook advertising and a million and one other things. Um, I mentioned before that you guys don't only do this for yourselves and train people to do this, but you, you have a done for you uh, or service solution for people as well to kind of implement this in their business. Can you explain a little bit about how that works? Like if people are listening to this and say, this is fantastic, I love this. I want the results of it, but I'm not going to try to figure it out what to say, how to promote them, how to run all the YouTube ads, et cetera. This is where I'm, I'm going to let you guys kind of pitch what you guys are offering to the world. For sure. Well, thanks for the opportunity to do that. Uh, we do offer a number of different services for various industries. So we work with service providers, we work with e-com, we work with uh, people that just want us to manage their channels. Uh, but the big thing that we're excited to launch right now is this video funnel that, uh, that we were kind of alluding to at the very beginning of the show, and we call it our video flywheel system. And it's specifically targeted towards course creators, coaches, and high-ticket consultants. And the idea is, is that 
we're able to create that a video funnel. And with today, with how people are learning today and where people are going to learn information, YouTube just kind of makes the most sense to utilize as a, as a platform. Uh, but what people aren't doing is they aren't utilizing it as a sales funnel yet. So we're able to build that funnel using those entry videos and build that momentum and create that flywheel effect and then spit them out directly to an order page. So it can actually substitute for an entire funnel. Um, and we found it's actually even more effective because they're getting the FaceTime with you. They're building that familiarity um, with how we teach our clients to script their videos. Um, they're getting, they're moving the needle. They're experiencing a result. And we found that it's actually really effective at pitching high ticket services right out of the gate. Um, just because you've built up that familiarity and trust and, and whatnot. So um, yeah, we're really excited to share that with the world. And we do have a bit of an offer specifically for uh, your listeners and nice. So, uh, do you want me to go into that? Hit it. I love, I love hearing right. what you can do. So, specifically for the listeners of the Bacon Wrapped Business Podcast, sizzling uh, hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat profits. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the sizzling offer we have is that we're actually looking to sponsor um, one of your listeners who we think is going to make an amazing. Uh, hit it out of the park um, case study and do all of this for just the cost of ads. So uh, how exciting is that? I love that. That's fantastic because this is not a cheap thing for people to do. There's a lot of work that goes into this. There is, I mean, there is the video consulting and helping to script and uh, understanding how to get quality content produced. So that's, you know, you can't just throw something up up there randomly and then hope because there are structures to creating videos that are not only watchable but that will lead to the next video in a way that makes sense and then knowing what to advertise so you, you guys will handle the correct me if i'm wrong the helping to script the video and helping to or you know create the framework for which videos should be done in what order handle the ads handle all of the optimization and everything else right that's exactly correct. We handle everything um, aside from shooting the, the actual videos themselves. And one of the questions we get often is, well, do I need high production value? Like, and that's actually one of the biggest barriers to entry to YouTube marketing is, oh, I don't want to go on YouTube because uh, it's not. Like, I, I just don't feel that my stuff is as polished. But just go take a look at Ty Lopez. Guy runs around with a phone in his hand and has a Lambo in his garage and it's all dusty and he talks about some books and that's one of the most watched YouTube ads in history and it's generated millions of dollars for him. So it's not a big deal with production value. Um, so we take care of everything except for that, but that's not the hard part. Right. Well, that's, that's awesome. And I love the fact that people can get um, the results of this without having to do it themselves. I know that that's one of the big things that uh, in the past year or two that I've kind of really tried to uh, adopt that mentality of stop doing it all myself and uh, work with the people, partner, hire, do something with the people who can do it because it's a lot quicker. And I love the fact that you guys are offering this at the same time. I know that you don't have capacity to do this with hundreds of people and uh, the folks who are working with you, they are getting a lot of time and attention. So this is pretty exclusive. And guys, at this exact point, they don't have, like the, their, their website is coming up. This is a, something they've been perfecting uh, behind the scenes, working with themselves, working with a handful of clients. This is not something out into the 
you know, the big general public. So you guys are getting first view before this gets absolutely saturated. And, you know, Google, like, I mean, YouTube, like Google, et cetera, is a, for the most part, a winner take all strategy. And it's, it will, meaning that there's a first mover advantage. The people who are trying to dominate certain keywords and search terms are going to have uh, the lion's share of the results. And if you're in a competitive market, like mortgages that are competitive and real estate and, you know, certain types of marketing, et cetera, it really pays to get in, dominate quick and early before everybody else tries to figure this out. And by then you've already got momentum and you're moving forward. I know that, um, you know, myself, some of my clients, et cetera, we're going to be taking up some of the spots here that, uh, that Aaron and Tristan are offering. So I encourage you to, to check them out. Now, if you want to take them up on this offer, did you, did you already say the name of the, uh, the website you set up? Is it videoflywheel.io slash bacon? That is correct. It is videoflywheel.io slash bacon. Cool. And comments on the spots you were talking about. Uh, right now, we've got about 12 spots for people to work with during the launch. Uh, three of those spots are already taken. And those are not the ones that Brad is talking about his clients taking us up on. So uh, we will have an application uh, to be considered for not only the um, that sponsored spot, but also the um, just to work with us in general. Because we want to make sure that if we're putting an offer out to the world, that it's an offer that's going to to help people move forward in their lives and their business and all that stuff. I love it. And for everybody else, so if you're, if you really like this, if you've kind of taken notes, you haven't, you didn't, you may need to listen to it 16 more times, which is totally cool. It sends up my download numbers. I've got, or Aaron and Tristan have provided me with a cheat sheet, a YouTube guide uh, that kind of talks about this and the best practices in a, in a laid out format. So it's going to be better than any notes you can take. And I've set up a very specific, um, page that you can go download that for free. It is baconwrappedbusiness.com forward slash YouTube guide. And there will be, um, there'll be a PDF version of this and a lot of the things they're talking about where then you can kind of go over it with, um, critical eyes and say, yeah, I think this is something I want to either implement on my own or work with Aaron and Tristan to do with me and for me. That's baconrampbusiness.com forward slash YouTube guide and the video flywheel.io slash bacon. Those will both be in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, you can just kind of click on that and check it out. Guys, I really appreciate you sharing this. I mean, it's been fun, Aaron, when you and I got together and you kind of told me about this strategy, I got it. Like, I think I got like 50 to 60% of it. But as I've talked to you gentlemen, I use that term very loosely. As I talk to you gentlemen about this, uh, I feel as though I've got a really solid understanding of not only how it works, but why it works. So thank you for sharing so liberally with my, with my audience. And thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to, uh, to get this out to the world. We're excited. Fantastic. Go ahead. Top-notch listener base, and uh, we're excited to work with some of you guys. I appreciate that. Now, for you guys listening, um, go take action on everything you've learned here. Go look in your own YouTube stuff, download, you know, get in contact with Aaron and Tristan and download the YouTube guide. And if you are not already subscribed to the podcast, I want to suggest you do it for a couple reasons. Number one is this is one of the, this is one of the few last inter interviews I'm going to be doing. I'm going to dramatically scale back the number of interviews on the podcast that I do. And it's because I've got some content that I want to share with you um, 
about a completely separate line of thinking. So I'm going to be changing up the format on the show going forward quite a bit. I'm going to be talking a lot about my mental models, principles, lenses, and perspectives for success that have served me in very, very specific situations. And I'm going to start sharing those on the show. It's going to be a completely new format. I will sprinkle some interviews in as I get them because the types of interviews I like to have the most are the types of interviews you're listening to now. They are actionable, tactical, and strategic insights that I can use my listeners can use, I can put to work in, with my clients. And I want you to feel as though when you, you know, turn off this episode that you should have been paying me for this because it is such actionable advice. Those are the kind of interviews I'm going to continue to have. If you are a listener and you have some actionable advice like this that you actually want to share with me and my following and you think that it would make sense, I invite you to send me an email to askbrad at baconwrapbusiness.com. But for everybody else who just it loves to listen. Uh, I'm really excited to share some new content with you right now in 2019 as we go forward. But I will always tap into the brains of folks like Aaron and Tristan here to share with you the most sizzling business advice that I can. So Aaron, Tristan, thanks for stopping by the show. And for everybody else, stay tuned because I've got a lot more coming for you in the new year. And I'll talk to you soon.